You don't know anything about me, that's why. You just invited a stranger into your apartment. I mean, that's... <laughs> you've not met homosexuals? Like, that's our MO. We just no, invite I, I really strangers. don't know too much about homosexuals. Could you educate me? Oh, my God. There's so much mm-hmm. I can educate you on that. It I, takes too long. Just know that we are fighters, lovers, hoes, and bitter. <laughs> and bitter. I'm not going to lie. I think a lot of gay men are bitter. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's a lot of what homosexuality is. So it's bitterness. A, a bitterness is the foundation. Bitterness and self-loathing is the dough of the cake. And then the icing is all of the fabulousness that you see and like okay. sprinkles and joy and gay and pride. Yeah. But like the foundation of homosexuality. The engine of of the, your float at the parade. Right, the engine of the float is bitterness. <laughs> yeah. And we just hide behind and on top of the bitterness. You're like, that cake looks good. Can I get a slice of that? And you just dig into just a bunch of bitterness and you're just like, oh. Yeah, this tastes like bitterness and regret. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of uh, family issues. It yeah. Seems oh, like. I feel I can t- I can taste the family issues. <laughs> I see there's a smattering yeah. of uh, there's a smattering of self hate. Yeah. Ah, yes, I love this. This is a good cake. This is good homosexual cake. Just a dash of dad's tears. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. a dash of mom crying in the corner, <laughs> screaming why. You know that's. That's usually how homosexuality mm. goes. I don't know why this thing is not going louder. See, I I find it funny that when we push record, it goes a different level. But when we don't push record, it's not a different level. I don't know. You know, I'm still trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I changed the chords. These look very thick. They have a They have a different girth to them. Yeah, I had these chords... I had different chords, and when I used to do it, the sound was amazing. Mm. And then I got rid of them, and I was like, well, I don't need those chords. I need smaller chords. And then I got these, and then the sound changed. Mm. So you were like, hey, this thing is working perfect. Let's change it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a popular saying, right? If it ain't broke, fix it anyways. Literally. like like, That's my problem. I have – you want to know something? Well, I bought – a Dutch oven pot. Mm-hmm. Do you want to show it? Do you want to show it off? I bought a Dutch oven pot, okay, from Macy's. It was on sale from $200 to $42. From $200 to... That's a pretty good steal. It's not a bad. It's yeah. not a bad steal, right? Because I'm a gadget. I'm a gay on a budget. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard that. You're oh, a yeah. gadget. I'm a gadget. So mm-hmm. when I go shopping, I call it go-go gadget. Mm-hmm. And... Let me tell you something. I bought that. I was so excited to get it. I brought it home. I'm like, oh, my God, it's beautiful. I'm at Macy's this past weekend with the BF. And we're at we're going through uh, we're going through Lake Crusette. Have you ever heard of Lake Crusette? I think that's like the fancy. It's like a very fancy French version. And we were walking by and I was like, oh, my God, it's 30 percent off. So I was like, what? What? Oh, hell no. So I actually went and bought a Le Creuset five-quart Dutch oven because I was like, I have to get it while it's on sale, yet I still have one here. I am a... It doesn't seem like you're on a budget. It just seems like you're gay. (laughs) 
and wow. easily tricked. Wow. This is very therapeutic. <laughs> this is very therapeutic. Yeah. I don't even know why I have a therapist. I should just bring <laughs> Will over. I am so happy to introduce <laughs> my guest on O Oscar, the hilarious content producing newbie stand up comedian, Will Paco. Hello. Hello. Whichever camera. Hello. We're going to camera. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Camera. There's cameras camera. everywhere, but just camera. two that you see. Um, There's a camera in the bathroom, too. <laughs> Well, uh, no, I'm kidding. That's disgusting. Um, But so my guest today is Will Paco, very funny comedian. uh, He doesn't mean it. I don't. (laughs) I don't. We're going to be honest this podcast, okay? Don't lie like this. No. Uh, Will Paco, I've known him for a while, just moved here from Las Vegas. Yes. But you moved here because, as you said, that you were working for a YouTuber. Yes. Now, what were you doing for the YouTuber? Uh, it's kind of like a flexible job. Like when you work with YouTubers, you don't have like a specific like in traditional media where you just do operate only the camera or you do someone's makeup. Uh huh. Like you have to do a lot of different people's jobs. Okay. And basically just get the job done and as cheap as possible. And what were they doing? Uh, so we would make like general audience sketches in a way. So something for the mass audiences, not too niche. Um, and for generally for the younger audience too. So you were targeting more like TikTokers, young. No, actually. This was like, so he's been doing this successfully for like over a decade. How many followers does he have? Uh, over 20 million. Are you serious? Yes. What were you doing for him? Editing videos or what? Uh, so like, like I said, you have to do a lot of different things. So you have to edit, you have to act, you have to try and write. And then he's going to be like, I don't like this writing because you suck. And I'm like, you're right. I suck. Was um, he nice? Yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy. Awesome person. Uh, more introverted. Really? Yeah. I've come to the realization that a lot of famous people mm-hmm. that are very outgoing in front of the camera are very low-key behind the camera. Yes. And you know what? I'm noticing I'm getting that way, too. Because like when I'm out now, mm-hmm. I just kind of want to chill and not really talk to a lot of people. Yeah. I Okay, so when I first met you, you didn't want to talk to me at all. And uh, I was like, that guy's going to be famous. I hate you so much. <laughs> did, I, did you really think that? <laughs> no, I was just like... Of oh. course he did. I was just like, um, oh, this guy is the host and he's just trying new jokes here. But everyone here seems to love him. So he must be very good, even though he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we are definitely keeping this honest <laughs> here at the Oscar podcast. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Will Paco, everyone. I mean, I'm not good, all right? I, I'm i very new. I'm a baby in this. I'm still trying to learn and stuff. But here's the thing, though. Your background is in a lot of video content, content mm-hmm. creation, and you've amassed quite a following. Thank you. So, like, what was your – so, like – why first of all let's talk about why the content creation like how did you is it something that you took from working for the youtuber and were like i'm gonna transition this into kind of like my own self and doing my own content not necessarily uh it's we it's an interesting story in the very beginning um god created the heavens and the earth okay it's gonna be a long story (laughs) uh in the beginning i was 18 uh or 16, 17 in high school, and that's when his videos were getting popular, and I was a very jealous person. 
because um, I showed my family his videos and they're like, he's funny. And I was like, how dare this guy make my family laugh? That's my job. So I tried to make videos and I realized it was way harder than uh, I had given it credit. And so wow. I started to make videos um, and some of them like did all right. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, he had this contest, which was kind of like Survivor, but for videos. You had to make a video every day, and uh, someone would get kicked off the island. Um, and I got into that out of a bunch of people that submitted. I got into the top 100, and then I got into the top 10, and then I got fourth place. Um, wow. Yeah. How many entries were there? I don't know exactly, but I want to assume there's at least like two to 300 people. Wow. Yeah. So you did the contest, you got fourth, yes. and then how did that happen from there? You were like, they, then what happened? He I offered. went back home and I was like, how do I capitalize on this momentum? Right. Uh, and so I tried a couple things and I like, what I've learned is like, I had no real self love or self identity that whole time. I just wanted to be liked by a mass audience and I was hoping that that would fulfill me. And um, because of that, I tried so many different things. Like I was trying break dancing, I was trying gaming, uh, I was trying video, it's like just anything. And I, uh, at that point I was like, I should just move to LA and just try and make it, you know? Cause I, I have this opportunity, I may as well just shoot my shot and try. Yeah. Move to LA. Um, and, uh, ended up working for, a, a successful YouTuber, um, before that it was Wasabi Productions. And then after that, uh, because they broke up, I started to work for Ryan because I asked him if he needed help. Ryan. He go, yeah. So I moved, then I moved to Vegas and at the time my identity was, oh, I'm just like this backup henchman for people. Uh huh. And I had no, like... There's nothing about me that could really, like, I had for myself. Right. And, and um, I really learned this when my ex-girlfriend cheated on me. And I was like, I want to make this bitch jealous. But then I realized, like, I have nothing to be successful in except I'm riding the coattails of this one YouTuber. Right. So I was like, I need to do something for myself. And at right. the time, I was watching a lot of stand-up. And I was like, I'm going to try this, you know, because it seems very fun. All you're doing is talking to people and making them laugh. I do that on videos all the time. I sh this should be easy. Right. And it wasn't. It was hard. I bombed so bad I didn't go back. Because <laughs> I, like, I was like, they're going to remember my face and hate me. <laughs> uh, so it took a while for uh, me to eventually like go back and get into it. And then um, when the pandemic hit, I was doing this more than I was doing video stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, an opportunity in New York appeared. And I took that, and then I was here. Now, obviously, in Vegas, you did stand-up. Mm -hmm. And then you were like, this sucks. You hated it. No one laughed. In the beginning, yes. And then in I got better. In the beginning. Yes. And then you moved here, and yes. now you're still pursuing it. Yeah. What made you still want to do it? Uh, well, so um, the Vegas thing was because I was like, uh, I, I have nothing else to go to. So I need to do the stand-up thing. Yeah. So I was just like working hard at it. And I realized I was getting better than a lot of the open micers there just because I took it more serious. Like I've always been like, I've had an addictive personality always. So if I really like something, I just get like super sucked into it. Um, 
So with stand up, I was just like watching videos constantly, listening to podcasts, listening to like how to podcasts about comedy and trying to understand that. And then, um, wow, you really immersed yourself. I really did. Uh, for sports, there are people who like don't like they don't focus only on one sport. They're like a multi-sport athlete, right? Or they're also doing other things that they can incorporate to make their muscles stronger and more right. efficient to be better at this one sport. And that's what I saw right. Zoom as because right. like it's it's difficult. You don't get to see the faces. There's like a delayed laughter sometimes, and right. that's when you're in the gym. You're like, all right, is this shit really gonna work? Right. And after over time, mm -hmm. even if you do a Zoom show and one out of one joke out of the 10 minutes that you're performing does well, you know that you can take that joke that you just wrote yeah. and take it into the real world and then use that, probably get a laugh from it, and then figure out how to make it better in front of a live yes. audience. Yeah. No, exactly. I know. Exactly. So I want to get into the basis of O Oscar. So, Will Ponko, what yes. was your first gay experience? Uh, Oscar had asked me this question um, before, and I gave him one, and he said, I don't like that one. And then I sat on this question for about a day, and then so many, I had like a That's So Raven gayness, <laughs> where I was like, oh, it is just rainbows, though. Um, and my first gay experience, um, and you can tell me if this is gay or not. Okay. Uh, now remember, it doesn't have to be sexual. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but it kind of is a okay. guy. So I was, I'm someone that like loves to share. When I find something cool that's that's awesome, I will share it with uh, whoever's willing to listen. And so, um, at my grandma's house, I had a back massager, the vibrating one, and then I put it on my crotch, and it felt really good. And that. In the, in the Wait, you have to you okay. You have to describe what the massager looked like. Okay, it. I want to say it looked like a pig. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like a like it was like a kind of like a bean, like a teal bean, and then it had yeah. like these little purple nub feet mm -hmm. because that was like the bumpy part that could massage you. Mm -hmm. And I remember putting on my crotch. And then my hog went oink oink. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, this feels nice. And I just left it there, like just vibrating on my crotch as I watched like cartoons or something. How old were you? Sixth grade. Okay. Yeah. And so then slowly I realized like, oh, if you touch your penis, it feels good. This was later on in life. No, this is about the same time. Okay. Yeah. Because then I remember I had, uh, I had a friend who made a joke like, oh, do you masturbate? And I was like, what's that? And he's like, that's when you touch yourself. And I went, oh, I do that. Yeah. And then he said, I'll give you $2 to do it in front of me. And I was like, $2 for something I like? Sure. And so I just did it in front of him. And I wasn't doing it like this, dude. I used to jerk off like this. Because I thought, like, you know, the head massagers? I was doing that for my penis. And I was like, yo, dude, this is dope. <laughs> and I got paid $2 in a handicapped stall because a friend uh, who was one year older named Jonathan Blank um, oh wanted God. to know or wanted to see me masturbate. 
You know I'm using that for Instagram, right? That's fine. I don't care. Okay. But at John, no. <laughs> and I didn't even think it was gay or anything. I was just like, I was just showing my boys like, yo, dude, you should try this out. I remember, uh, man, this is a lot. Uh, I remember like showing my cousin too. I was like, bro, you should try this jack off thing. It's pretty dope. And now this was all when you were younger? Yeah. And then. Do you want? Do you just want more gay experiences? Yeah, uh, let's go. All right. Uh, I think like sophomore year, freshman or sophomore year of high school. Um, I remember I would like masturbate, and I, I there was nothing. Were that you came still out. masturbating like this? Yes, with like no a, lotion. Were you still masturbating like a like you know one of the pterosaurs? What are those dinosaurs called? Where they have the little hands. T-Rex. Where, T-Rex. Were you still masturbating like a T-Rex where the hand was just like, <laughs> yeah, you were like, and I was just like this. <laughs> um, and I was doing, dude, I remember one time in middle school, I masturbated with a Sprite bottle because my dick could fit in that hole. And it was dope. Okay. <laughs> what was that too much? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't fit anymore. All right, because I tried in high school again and it didn't happen. Um, okay, <laughs> I don't mind just being out there, dude. I'm just, I'm just being open. All right. Are you a, are you into public? What do you mean? Like, do you like public sex? I've never had public sex. Oh, yeah. But I it actually, seems like all your stories are like out in the open. They, well, like, okay. So I had sex at the age of 26. That was my first time having sex. Really? Yeah, I wanted to save my virginity for marriage. And it didn't last. No, it didn't. No. Yeah. Wait, I want to go back to... Yeah, we'll go back to the gay shit wait. and masturbating in the open. Okay. Middle school. Uh-huh. Or high school. Which which one was it? You were in middle school? When you were... When the Sprite cousin. bottle. No, in middle oh. school, that was the... Cousin was, was in high school. Okay, so cousin... So you're in high school. Yep. Keep going. Uh... Show my cousin about masturbating. I was like, yo, you should try this. This is dope. And he's like, I don't think so. Um, and that was that was like, whatever. And then um, one of my neighbors uh, brought me over to his house. And we were playing Pokemon. And then he asked me about masturbating. And I was like, yeah, I do that. And he goes, does anything come out? And I said, no. And then he's like, you got to try lotion. So we sat in a room with a little hand towel over our crotches and masturbated. And I was doing it like this with lotion. And he said, no, do it like this. And I was like, oh, all right. So I tried it like that. And I was like, whoa, this is pretty nuts. And then I like, I remember that was the first time came. I like came, like white stuff shot out. And I was like, whoa. And he was like, it's pretty cool, huh? And I was like, yeah. And then he pushed me on the bed and then dry humped me. And I was just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> I went home. <laughs> then I found out way later, he was gay. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stories like that, dude. I played a, do you, do you know what the nervous game is? No, I don't know what the nervous game is. But that sounded so sarcastic. No, I don't know what, what is the nervous okay, game? So the nervous game is like what, like. High schoolers would do to like touch boobs or penis or whatever. And it's like you put your hand on them and you go, are you nervous? And they say no. And then you move it closer to a genital. And you go, are you nervous now? And they say no. And then you just keep moving it until they say yes, they're nervous. And 
Um, I again because I had no self identity. I just wanted people to like me and make so I'd do anything to make them laugh. Um, me and this dude, I was like, "Are you nervous?" And he was like, "No." To make this, and I was doing it to make this girl that I liked laugh. And I ended up like just touching his crotch, like in Japanese class. And I was like, "Are you nervous?" And he's like, "No." And she's laughing so hard. And then he's doing it to me, and I'm like, "No, I'm not nervous." Then we're just holding each other's crotches. Then I found out much later. He was gay too. <laughs> <laughs> Will <laughs> both of those stories involved men coming out that you've somehow managed to keep your heterosexualness? I'm doing it for the bit, man. I love you so much. I remember my last day of marching band in senior year of high school. Kissed all the dudes in my drum line just for fun. No, you're lying. On the now. lips. No, for real. Why? Just because I thought it was funny. Kiss my band teacher too. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. There was also, uh, this was back when MySpace was a thing too. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you, were you like addicted to trying to find like the perfect MySpace background? No. I remember I had just had a blue Matrix one and I was like, I'm going to stick to this. Oh. I had 808 and Heartbreak uh, from Kanye West going. I remember someone was like, wow, you're an emo kid, huh? Oh, remember <laughs> when you could play music? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, this I is how I feel. Yeah, like this is how I feel today. Go to my page mm -hmm. and look at what people are writing on my wall. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's like, am I on your top eight? Why? Dude, you moved me down? What the hell? Remember I that? I do remember that. Also, that used to be on Facebook, too. Really? Yeah, on Facebook, you could have the top six or top eight. Oh, I didn't know. Well, I never got when it I, first in, came super out. into Facebook. Yeah, I got into it later. Yeah, when um, first, Facebook first came out, you could put like the top six or top eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember um, I only did a top four for MySpace. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And that's because I didn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to MySpace. Yes. Oh, um, uh, there was, uh, so I was on the tennis team. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I used to get picked on a lot, but I would just like laugh it off mm. and such. Same. Uh, I didn't laugh it off though. I, well, I, I had to. Yeah. Because uh, crying just makes them bully you more. So, <laughs> God, that's so depressing, <laughs> dude. There's a lot of bitterness, but no gayness here. Hmm. No, uh, but so the um, the people on my tennis team they made a post or a bulletin. You remember these bulletins where you could copy the bulletin, post it on your own, and it would be shared to people like who followed you. Oh yeah, yeah. So they made a bulletin, and it was like, I think Paco's gay, and then they put their name. And put their gay experience with me. And so I had my tennis friends just making up shit. And then, like, some of the cheerleaders were like, oh, I always felt he was gay. Like, he smiles too much. And then... I did not know that gay people smile too much. Oh, I don't know. Is that a trait? Is I that have a no trait idea. Of if you are listening to this... And you think that smiling is a trait of homosexuality, please let me know. Send me a DM <laughs> because I need to start smiling more because I don't know if I smile it. <laughs> but keep going. And then um, like the head cheerleader um, who was a dude, 
and has now become a trans woman. Okay. Was like, we don't want him to be gay. So I was like, I was ostracized even from the gay community. Wow. Yeah. And then I beat that guy in Haas elections for best dancer by one vote. And when I went to go get my award, nobody clapped for me. Now, Will, <laughs> are you making this up? I'm not. <laughs> Dude, I was so socially awkward. Like, I was so, I just want, because this is what I've learned again. I wanted to be liked so bad that it was like off-putting. Wow. Like you try so hard, you know? And because like for me, I'm like naturally just like, hey, yeah, like, dude, I just want to have fun. Yeah. And so when I'm in that moment, like people like me. Do you still feel like that? A lot less now. Mm. Because I I I've learned a lot. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. It is. All right. So that concludes Will Paco's first gay experience. We're going to move on to the next segment of mm-hmm. O Oscar, which is Disappointed, mm. where you tell one of your most wild, crazy, or embarrassing hookup stories. Dude, I had so many gay stories, I forgot about this one. But as soon as you said it, something came up. Um, And so I was playing, uh, I remember I was playing video games with a girl because I invited her over playing video games together when was this uh 2018 okay and we're both drinking a little and then um we started making out and this is our first time hanging out and so we're making out and then she looks at me and goes i could be your best friend if you wanted to but you don't even look at me that way and i was like what Cause like this is our first time hanging out, and you know I'm just so cool, you know, oh and charismatic. That she fell well. for me, uh, but she said that, and I was like, "Huh?" And then she just punches me in the chest, and I went, "Oh!" And I, I, and then I was like, "Ow! What the? What the hell?" And she goes, and then she's like, "I bet you want me right now, huh?" And she starts rubbing her pussy, and I was like. What? It's like you want to fuck me, don't you? You only want to fuck me. And I was like, no. I was like, this is scary now. And then I was, she was just, she was just like so drunk, and I was just like, this is weird. So I just like, I was just like, look, just lie down on my bed. And she just laid down, and she threw a pillow at me. And said, you sleep on the ground. And I was like, okay. And I slept on the ground in my own room as a drunk girl was like knocked out on my bed. And I remember grabbing some of my clothes so I could form a blanket over myself. And I was just like so scared because I was like, this is, is this what girls are like? This is insane. This is nuts. I've never experienced. This is why I don't like drinking. And uh, I remember her leaving at like, Four or five in the morning, still kind of drunk. And I was like, hey, are you okay to drive? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I was like, well, can you text me when you get home? And she's like, maybe. <laughs> and she she left. And I remember just going, whoa. Like, I'm so glad I saw that the first night. 
and we didn't continue anything after because that's crazy. That's insane. Jesus. And then several months later, we made out again because I was so horny and sad. <laughs> this went from like wild and crazy to like depressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, dude, I'm just being honest because like at, at, it's, I wouldn't say it's, I was depressed, but the way I was living my life was very, from the outside perspective, depressing. Because mm. you're like, get a hold of yourself, dude. Like, if I could talk to myself, I'd be like, find out who you are and stop seeking so much, like, approval from other people. Mm. Interesting. Do you think that this experience with her was kind of like you, do you think that you're like a sub I don't know what I am. I okay. Oh, we're getting into this. Um, I'm someone that I just want the girl to have a good time. So, because and this comes from perspe- perspective. I've growing up I heard a lot of jokes that Asians have small dicks. So I always thought I had a small dick. So because of that, I was like, well, if my dick's not going to please them, I have to figure out other ways. So I remember like reading books on how to perform cunnilingus and like eat pussy and finger properly. And I was like, this is going to be, this is all I'm going to be good at. So I have to be really good at that. But didn't like, is that true? Yes. Dude, it was a men's health book magazine that I read on it. And that's all I like. Maybe no, I'm talking makes, about the size. I would say I'm like a, a little below average. Okay. Yeah, if I'm doing this, you know. (laughs) But girls have said it's a good girth. And they're always like, you eat pussy really good. So that's fine. And I take that one because I'm like, look. Like, dude, I use vibrators in the room because I'm like, I don't care. I'm not trying to be like some dude that just smashes pussy. I just want you to have a good time and come. Aww. Look at you. I know I'm a romantic. You're so, you're so romantic. So that's like, do you have d- names for your dildos? Um, I did not have names, but I, w- I had a lot of toys when I was living in Vegas. Really? Now, yes. can I ask you something? Of course. I'm an open book. Have you tried any of those toys on yourself? Uh, no. I've tried putting a finger in my ass. Uh-huh. And I was like, Dude, I can't find my prostate. Oh, it's usually up a little bit. You're going to have to help me later. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I am not available. Ah, well, maybe one of your seven viewers then. Yeah. 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 When they, If they smile at me, I'll be like, gay. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, well, you know what? I had a wonderful time having you on my Did podcast. you? This did. feels like a lot. No, it was great. I actually, right. I, I really had a good time. With you, Will, what is up next for you? Like, what's uh, something that you're work on, working on that you want to plug? Um, so I'm working on, uh, I, I do a lot of the journals and uh, vlogs for Gas Digital. Okay. So if people just enjoy um, non-PC content. Okay. Like, really just, we're just trying to joke, be funny, right. do, say dumb shit, and know that this is all, like, tongue-in-cheek. Right. Check out uh, Gas Journals on YouTube. Gas journals? Yeah. Okay. And you are performing. You're getting more into stand-up, so... I am, but I'm not getting any spots. 
It's okay. So, Are you going out and trying and like being at I shows? know you're supposed to be at shows and hang out, and mm-hmm. I think that's so lame. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but that's how people see you. Yeah, I know. You're like, hey, I'd love to do your show. Or what you do is you go, you find, you like, you dedicate a night, mm-hmm. and you say, uh, you go, you dedicate a night, and then you pick four shows, and you're like, I'm going to go to these four shows, say hello, hang out for a little bit, chill, and then... You know, you DM them later on the next day or the next week and be like, hey, I'd love to do your show. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ever have a spot. And also being at open mics is good, too, because that's where a lot of people see you and be like, oh, you're really funny. I produce this, you know, I produce a show. And the more I think sometimes the more flyers people see you on, the more they know that you're, you know, it's kind of like a heat thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but. Definitely check out Will Paco on Guest Journals on YouTube and your Instagram and any other place you want to plug. Um, just my butt, so you can help me find my prostate. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Instagram handle, Will? A uh, bad Paco bad. Okay, there yes. we go. Adios, mijo. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Uh, oh, Oscar Will Paco. Make sure you check him out on social media and guest digital journals. Thank you all for listening to Oh, Oscar. Have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you next week.